What's up? Episode 37, week of August 19th, 2019, Arrows Up Podcast. This is Coach Clem. Hey, it's Rhonda. Let's get into it. All right, cool. We're going to get into the programming for this week. For our upcoming week, for our weekly programming, be on the lookout for what we like to call supersets. What are supersets? They sound pretty super. Well, if you're actually a person that uh, likes to lift weight and, uh, you know, do things as far as strength training is concerned, you may know what a superset is. Basically, what a superset is, is you're doing one movement, including that includes some form of strength training. And right after you finish that movement, you'll go into the second movement, which is part of that superset. Okay. So you're doing two movements at once, both of which are going to challenge you in a strength training capacity. So is it similar to like a thruster? I mean, not, I mean no. not a thruster, but a cluster? No, for example, if you were doing a superset, one superset example would be like a closed grip bench press for six reps. Okay. Immediately after your six reps on the bench, you go right into your deadlifts and you do a set of six deadlifts. And then you go right back to the closed grip bench press, press and do another set of six, and then go right back to the deadlift and do a set of six. So essentially, the superset will usually challenge the the same body parts as far as the bigger muscles, but it'll also challenge other different parts of the body for the second movement. Mm-hmm. Which so the second move is more set. like cardio based. Yeah, okay. well, it's not cardio based; it's all strength training. Well, when you go into the deadlifts, it's yeah, good. but it's not fast deadlifts. Oh, okay. So it's just strength training. Okay. So it's it is it is high intensity, but it is not cardio. Oh, okay. It's not like wall balls or it's anything. It's just like that. strength. Correct. So be on the lookout for that this week. Be on the lookout for the supersets. Uh, this actually will help you guys build endurance and also lean muscle tissue so you can burn fat and be leaner for the summer. Summer is still here, guys, so it's still 100 degrees outside. Ooh, yes, it is. <laughs> for the Olympic weightlifting folks. Oli. Oli. For the Oli folks, we are going right into our next um, session here. Uh, Saturday, you guys had gotten introduced to pulls. Be on the lookout for that. Pulls are coming, so that, that way it'll help you guys become more of an efficient weightlifter. So look out for that on the uh, private mate Facebook page on the programming. We are doing pulls. Uh, for the gymnastics folks, we did have our big build on Friday. So big build Friday, we had fun. It was really cool. I heard there was a lot of um, PRs. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of milestones and PRs. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to be getting your programming as well, so be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, if you guys are interested in the Olympic weightlifting program, uh, it is from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Each and every Saturday. And during the week, you do have your own homework that you will be uh, doing uh, in, in terms of being more of an efficient weightlifter and creating strength, power, speed, and more efficiency and mobility and technique to become a bomb-ass lifter. Hey, do you want to shout out Raul? I think he's one of your newest members of the Oli group, and I know you've been talking a lot about some benchmarks that he's been making. Oh, yeah. Well, all the all of our Oli lifters are, are making a lot of benchmarks, but a uh, big-time shout-out to Raul. He's getting strong, man. Congrats, uh, he's, Raul. He's starting to and look, everyone. He's starting to look really powerful. So big-time shout-out to Raul. All, all the lifters, actually, all of them. So mm-hmm. uh, weekly, I'll give a shout-out to each lifter so that way everyone knows who is the Oli lifting crew in the box? And anyone can be <laughs> a part of that. And you can, 
I, I mean, I'm just going to say, like, just as, as an athlete that observes it, you can definitely tell how smooth they look in wads. So, yeah, Raul is props to you guys. Snatch used to be one of Raul's uh, least favorite movements. It used to be a challenge for him. Mm-hmm. He's gotten far more powerful and stronger and confident in his snatches. Wow. Uh, he's always been a powerful uh, power cleaner. Power clean is his jam. Uh, but he's starting to add in these other different uh, Well, movements. the overhead, yeah, yeah, the overhead part So of he's it. getting really good at that. Awesome. All of our lifters are. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to start shouting out our Oli lifting folks. And I guess we should do that for our gymnastics folks, too. should do it for too. the gymnastics folks. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so one person I wanted, I wanted to shout out my man, Che. I knew you were going to say that. He, uh, che, he the, was talking about you. Che is the hardest worker in the building, man. That's, I call Che the hardest worker in the building. That guy comes in and he's ready to do work. Uh, he doesn't look like he ever gets tired. That man is nonstop. So Che is getting a lot of benchmarks. He shocked me on Friday. That dude, I think he got like four strict pull-ups. Wow. Which is crazy because he, he couldn't do pull-ups. He couldn't do strict pull-ups. So Che is like getting, he's getting there. He's getting close to getting into the kipping pull-ups and the butterfly pull-ups. He's, he's, he, is, uh, he is going to be there. And he's, he's already getting uh, some of his total bar. We just got to get him to string them together. But uh, he's... Yeah, he's putting in work. And he got a new barbell. <laughs> he got a new barbell. Wow. <laughs> Looking good, Che. Congratulations. Yeah, so if you guys are interested, again, Olympic weightlifting, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Saturday. You also get your uh, free, you get your homework on, on the private Facebook group during the week. Um, gymnastics is the same thing. You do get a big build every two weeks. Every other week. Every other week. Mm-hmm. And then you also get your homework every week yeah. on the private Facebook And page. for the gymnastics group, you have... Um, for the bi-weekly sessions on the big build, it's two times a week. Uh, if there's a morning session on Mondays at uh, 10 o'clock. And then there's also the Friday big build, which is a PM session at 5.45 PM. Yeah. And you have coaches that look at your movement patterns to help you become more efficient. Yep. And also you, um, video submissions that you do for your independent homework also have your um, coach assessments as well. Boom. All right. All right. On to the next. Okay, so this is our segment regarding the Million Meter Challenge. This is our in-house box competition that we started back at the beginning of July, right? Yep. So now we're almost, we are in the middle of August. (laughs) Um, These weeks are, it seems like it's a sometimes, sometimes it feels like they're flying by and then sometimes it feels like they're not. So, uh, but we do know that we are officially into week number seven, of our competition so um crazy yep almost to the end well past the halfway we point. still we're past the halfway mark and we still have a lot of um time for uh, you know if you guys need to catch up on meters you've got plenty of time but i would say that now would be the time that you would want to start really kind of doing some calculations on what you've got versus how many weeks are left and uh really hammering in a plan for yourself to get the work done uh so just some numbers for um, the last August 11th week. Uh, well, we already knew that there were some teams from the prior week that had moved into the 500,000 plus meter range. We have a team that's over 690,000 meters right now. <laughs> and, and that's not counting like this past week because we just, we're just now getting the numbers in tonight on this. Damn. So uh, major, major, major congratulations to Water Rowers. That has uh, team captain Jesse. He is 
the captain with the mostest. What can you say, man? He he really um, is doing a bang-up job with his team and keeping them motivated. I don't know how they keep – like, every week they just keep doing it. Grinding. They're grinding. Um, so congratulations to Jesse, Abraham, Juanita, Lauda. Uh, you guys are um, – y'all are out there in those numbers. Um, also, we do have – Let's see. We know that Che, he is killing the rowing game. Actually, I think he might probably be at his 250,000 mark because last from the last week's numbers, he's at two, over 222,000. Damn. So, That's whew. crazy. Way to go, Che. Yes. So um, what have you noticed, Coach Clem? Well, I noticed that um, people are putting in the work, putting in the time. Um, people are excited. They're getting better at rowing. Um, they're getting more endurance. The body composition is starting to change. Yes. I don't know if they ever noticed, but I think athletically they're getting better. Yes. Yeah, we um, won't eat. Well, we'll, we'll get into the wall balls as well here in a moment. Yeah. But I think just the sheer amount of work that everyone's putting in, you'd be crazy not to see the differences. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't fake fit. And if you put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the commitment, you're going to get become fitter. It's just... Biology, man. It's just it's science. The way it is science. It's science. So the wall ball numbers, um, quite impressive. Um, we had a lot of teams that had over a thousand bonus points. We did have a clear leader in that as well, uh, which was the water rowers. They had over two thousand points for the wall ball challenge. How do they have over two thousand when it's a five hundred cap? Because of social media, baby. Oh, okay. So, that's why I'd be asking, because I knew that question was going to be asked. How did, it's only 500 wall balls. But you how? know, but then you got to, but so that, if you ask water rowers, they'd be like, look, this is how we did it. That's true, but we just got to clear that up. Well, yeah, so that they had 2,000, they had 2,038, um, and then uh, we had, um, we had 2,022 points, so they were just um, behind them, which is Rowan Dirty. So they did a lot of um, social media as well on that team. So congratulations nice. to you guys. Just as a recap, why are we doing the bonus challenges? The bonus challenges are, do you want to explain why? Well, you're adding in more points to be drawn at the end. For the you're, winners. You're adding in more, um, what do you call it? Like extra points, like extra credit. Extra credit. So extra, a, a bigger chance to win. Right. Your prize. Because every five points um, is going to get you one entry into the uh, final drawing. So obviously the more points you have, yeah. the more entries you have and, and more and the better chance you have of winning that is kind of like a lottery pool. You Boom. know, you the more tickets you have, the more chances that you get a chance to win it. Correct. So uh, wall balls is over. Uh, I hope that everybody felt challenged in it in a good way. It was 500 wall balls over the course of two weeks. And I'm really impressed with everyone. Yeah, everyone did great on the wall balls. It was uh, it was challenging because I mean a lot of the days were really really hot outside, and you had to get in there and throw that ball on the wall. <laughs> uh, but congratulations, we're going to be drawing our winner tomorrow, guys, on uh, the individuals that were able to get into the 500 club. Um, the prize is going to be thirty five dollars. So I, I wanted to give an opportunity because I did notice. There were some people that didn't post their name on it that I did know got to the 500 mark. So please go out to the athletes uh, group page, find that post, put your name there. There were some teams that didn't send me. They just told me like, this was our total wall ball number for the team. So I don't know everyone who got to the 500 mark. So I want to make sure if you did, you will get into that drawing. Okay. Okay. Um, now this week we are into the thrusters. 
Yes, we are. Dumbbell I, thrusters. Dumbbell thrusters. Uh, we've seen some posts already of people knocking out 50 sets or they're knocking out 20s. Uh, it's incredible. And then you guys know that you do have the scaled options as well. If uh, you obviously will get a half a point for the scaled options, but it's certainly an option for you if you if you want to tackle that too. A lot of whining about the dumbbell thrusters. <laughs> wow, just go right into it. I love it though. Your tears are delicious. That's all I can say. All the, all the whining. Nice and salty? Yeah, they're so salty. All the whining. I should be drunk off the wine. But the funny thing is, is that, you know, I, I don't really consider it whining. I consider it's like, okay, maybe it's something we didn't really think about. And it's okay for people to mention, you know, hey, this seems to be really challenging for me. But what my hope is, is that, okay, that's good. We'll, we'll put the scaled option in. And it's like, maybe in week number two, you find that you've gotten a lot stronger. Well, the funny thing is, is that as soon as we put the scaled option and said it was a half a rep, everyone that half. was whining about the 35-pound dumbbells started grabbing them damn 35-pound dumbbells. I've seen Because they were like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be halved. <laughs> I'm not going to do twice the work. I'm going to find a way to get that 35 pounds over my head, which is great incentive. So let me ask you a question. From a work capacity perspective, if I'm doing a thousand reps at 25 versus uh, 500 reps at 35 pounds, mm -hmm. like what's the better benefit for an athlete? Like, I mean, is it better that I did the thousand anyway, or is it? Or did I just shoot myself in the foot by doing the thousand? It all depends on your capacity. Yeah. If you're able to do a thousand squats with no problem and a thousand push presses with no problem overhead, Ooh. by by all means, knock yourself out. Um, you're going to be doing a lot longer sessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 10, the, the 10 pounds per dumbbell minus the 20 pounds total that you're put, putting overhead, with all those amount of reps, it, the difference in weight at that point is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You're probably putting up more weight. Actually, you are scientifically. You're pressing more weight over the course of more reps for the 25 pounds than you do the 35 pounds. Just total tonnage. Mm -hmm. So when it, when it comes to like what's better, uh, I would probably say the 500, th 500 thrusters with the 35 pounds overhead is probably better okay. because it's less wear and tear on your body because oh, okay. you're talking about a thousand reps. You're doing twice as much work. So that's going to put, put twice as much wear and tear on your body. So if you can challenge yourself and if you could do it, then that, that might be a more efficient way. Correct. Okay. Every 20 you do at scaled would be 10 at RX. It's like, that makes a huge difference. <laughs> Time-wise, it certainly does. Yeah. All right, rowing. Uh, we have a rowing topic coming up next, uh, so we'll move it on. All right, on to the next. Okay, so we have officially reached the halfway mark in our three-month uh, rowing challenge called Million Meter Madness. And, uh, hey, we're at a point to where the newness has officially worn off. <laughs> uh, which happens with everything. Like even when we do like the open, it's like by the time week three and four roll around, it's like, oh my God, another week. Are we there uh, yet? Are we, are we there, there yet? yet? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's human nature for, you know, this, that when the newness wears off and then it's like, okay, now I just got to move into this new consistency phase uh, for, for words to kind of pop up like, uh, I'm getting sick of this, uh, this is getting boring or uh, you know, just different things like that that can kind of kind of take away from the optimism that you once had in the competition. So, and it's human nature, it's natural, so no one's like, you know, wrong for thinking that or feeling that way. 
But we do want to acknowledge that we need to combat it, right? We need to get to a place to where we see the, our goals through to the end, no matter how challenging it gets. And so Coach Clem is going to give us and just share some information with us on how he tries to combat that feeling of, you know, when it gets into maybe some redundancy and how to, how to work through it. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, rowing, meters, 250,000 meters. A lot. A lot of fucking meters. <laughs> uh, the goal for me at the end of this whole thing is to become an efficient rower. What the hell does that mean? Does that mean I'm just strapping in on the row and I'm just basically pushing with my legs, pulling the handle, pushing with my legs, pulling on the handle for an hour straight to get meters, to get my target zone? No. Uh, no. That's almost like if you were to go on an, if you're going on a treadmill and you ran the same fucking speed for three months every single day mm-hmm. on the treadmill over and over and over and over again. You ran the same pace, you ran the same pace, you ran the same pace, you went a little bit slower and you ran the same place and you have no idea how fast you went, where you pushed, what intensity felt like. Uh, where it felt like it was hurting you, where it felt like you were just slacking off. If you didn't have any benchmarks or, or any idea of what you're doing as you're rowing or even on a treadmill at the same speed, at the same 5.0 speed that you see people at the at the uh, gyms do. Like middle ground. Middle ground, yeah. just sitting there in the same fucking speed and they're just sitting there with the same trot, the same one, two, two step. And <laughs> they're still looking the same on the treadmill. Their body composition-wise, they're looking the same. You see them... Today, and you see them six months from now doing the same treadmill workout, they haven't changed a bit. Like a rabbit in a wheel. Right, like a uh, hamster I'm in a sorry, wheel. I'm sorry, hamster in a wheel. Um, because usually those type of folks that say it's mundane and it's, you know, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything, it's just, it's just like rowing, it's just whatever, it's because they're not actively thinking as they are rowing or actively thinking as they're on the treadmill. Uh, when I go on a row or when I run or even when I'm on a bike, I think, of myself, think to myself like actively training. How is it going to feel if I push here? How is it going to feel if I slack off here? How is it going to feel if I basically start going balls out in the first minute? How is it going to feel if I go balls out in the last three minutes of my 30-minute session? Um, You have to start putting in these kind of elements, especially if you're competing, especially if you're thinking about doing the open, especially if you want to be someone that wants to get better at certain movements or get better at fitness in general or just get better at doing wads Mm. you have to go into these type of things with an active training mindset so the beautiful thing about a rower is it has a dial right yes it has numbers it has all those numbers up there you just hit units you hit all this other stuff and you see a whole bunch of numbers flashing and a whole bunch of numbers moving as you're stroking I can probably bet almost 100% of the people that are on the row in this competition probably have no fucking idea what those numbers mean. So, so I mean, is that their fault? That's not their <laughs> fault. But this is why we have this podcast yes. topic. Uh-huh. And this is why if you guys are in the box and you say you're bored or you don't know what you're doing or whatever, you ask a coach. Like, hey, what am I doing here? How, how should I do this? How, I, I mean, how can I, challenge, how can I challenge myself? That's when you ask a coach. You know, because the row challenge is not meant for you guys to just sit on a rower and just go stroke, stroke, stroke. Because at some point after this row challenge, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, we're going to do some benchmark rowing, like distances for time. So you have to know at this point when you're rowing how fast it's going to take you to do a thousand meters. If you don't know that, 
this is a good time to test how fast it would take for you to get to 1,000 meters. How fast does it take for me to get to 500 meters? Mm. If you don't know that, it's a good time to test it out. Right, because, because the first phase was more of like, okay, I need to get used to rowing. Correct. Right? I mean, because we had rowing in wads and we get that. But this type of rowing for like distance or meters, it's a different type of row. And you have to kind of get, your body has to get acclimated to it. So now we're over six weeks into this deal. Correct. So now we should be, to what you're saying is we should be graduating our row acumen at this point. At this point. Right. It shouldn't be, I shouldn't hear anyone saying it's boring. At this point, I should be hearing someone saying, my row every 2,000 meters is around two minutes and 34 seconds every 500 meters as a split. Mm. Uh, what I want to do, Coach Clem, is I want to go from two minutes and 34 seconds on that dial, those, that big number that says two minutes and 34 seconds. You can't miss it unless you're fucking blind. Okay. <laughs> two minutes and 34 seconds. My goal, Coach Clem, or my goal to myself is to go from two minutes and 34 seconds every 500 meters to now averaging two minutes and 20 seconds every 500 meters mm. or get down to sub two minutes every 500 meters or get as close to two minutes every 500 meters. I can guarantee you, you will not be bored if you try to push that intensity and get yourself down to a certain number and stick there for every 500 meters. It's because pretty. now it's going to push your body into a level where you're like, okay, now I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm. Now I have yes. to hang on because now I got a target number I have to sit and sit there at and I want to stay at that number for this session. Whereas if you were just cruising along yep. and you're averaging three minutes and 15 fucking seconds every 500 meters, that's, yeah, you're going to get bored because you can hear the birds chirping. You know, you can hear the conversation in the box. Uh, you can hear the music that's playing. You're getting hotter. Yeah, you can hear yourself breathing. You can hear cars rolling by because you're just cruising. If you were going at, at a challenging level where you're like two minutes, 20, 20 seconds. All right, now I'm at two minutes and 25 seconds. Let me try to pull a little bit harder to get a little bit, little bit lower so I can stay at two minutes and 20 seconds. By the time your session's over with, not only will you get more meters per minute, you will also push your body to a level where now it's feeling uncomfortable again. Yes. And if you stay there and you give yourself a goal to stay there for the next week or so, then you try to get a little bit, little bit lower after you get good at that number, get lower and lower and lower, you're not going to be bored rowing. What you're going to be is a bomb-ass rower and you're going to get the, the, the uh, differences in your body composition that you're asking for. And it's because I can, to other Because I can tell you right now, if you're looking for body composition and you're looking to get leaner and you're looking to get fitter, it ain't going to be you cruising on a fucking rower. It's going to be high, intense, intentional intensity when it comes to everything that you do. That's how I train. I literally go with the highest intensity and intention when I train, whether it be a deadlift, whether it be a snatch, whether it be rowing, whether it be biking. I am actively trying to add intensity into my workout so that way I'm challenging, challenging my body and my mental capacity as well as my physical capacity to be a better athlete. Yes. As soon as you cruise, you'll die. So let me, all right, let me temper that a little bit because like, that's true and you are an outstanding athlete and I don't, and I think that this is all great tips because a lot of the things you're saying, I know for a fact, like I never really thought to like look that deeply into, you know, hey, you know, why not tweak this a little bit and try to, you know, get a little bit quicker here and there. But I do want to just also balance it out. Like there's going to be times where people have like you just had a crappy day at work. Yeah. You just want to come in and you just want to do 
5,000 meters, and you want to get the hell out of that rower. Yeah. And you you want to cruise, and you want to listen to your favorite podcast, and you just want to, like, zone out. And that's okay. But I think what you're kind of getting at is, like, doing that every day of just trying to zone out. The stagnant and cardio. And just the stagnant. And then that's when it kind of it kind of snowballs into that other mindset of like, you know what, this isn't fun anymore. So now you've got to be more smart about your row and how you, how you attack it and how you're going to be able to challenge yourself to actually get better. Because right now we are at the stage where you're not a beginner rower anymore. No, You have been like six, seven, going into eight weeks into the game now. Now it's time to start becoming a more intelligent rower. Exactly. Yeah, and I agree. I, I if you find spots where you can push yourself or you find spots where you're like, let me try to push the intensity and anything you do when it comes to physical fitness. If you try to push just a hair of intensity that you're not used to, your body will adapt and you will feel the differences in your capacity. Because if you go in the same speed over and it's like a flat line, you go the same speed over and over, you're going to plateau. You have to add some element of intensity. And the way to do that is you add benchmarks. Add little benchmarks to say, I want to get down to this number consistently for my next row session. Even if you just say, I hate like... And even if you was to drop it down five seconds per two minutes. Right. If five seconds makes a huge difference. Right. Huge. Because you have to go that much more intense with your rowing capacity. And And it's going to feel uncomfortable. Your legs be feeling that burn. Yeah. It's going to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. And that's exactly what you need to do. You have to feel uncomfortable to see uh, changes in your body. If it ain't uncomfortable, then you're not going, you're going to get, you're going to plateau and you're going to get stagnant. If it's not uncomfortable after y'all get off the road, the only, if the only thing that's uncomfortable on the road is your ass is hurting and your legs ain't burning and your arms aren't tired and you're not feeling like your, 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 uh, your cardio is up, then you need to add some intensity on that. Yeah. So, uh. Rowing, you know, it, y'all are going to be doing rowing. For the, <laughs> Most of us have not. We're not all in, you know, Che's boat where it's almost over with. So let's start making it um, individually more um, fun and challenging for ourselves. Yeah, and then tell me that you're bored so I can walk over there and I can start tr- uh, training you while you're rowing. Just <laughs> tell me you're bored. Just let say, Coach Clem, this is getting boring. Let me know so I can walk over there with you and say, oh, it's getting boring. Let's go ahead and work that out. Let's sprint. Let's work it out. Let's work it out together. I don't think I would ever want that. Because <laughs> I feel like I would be like in rowing hell. That's but yeah. Funny. Okay. It'd be fun. <laughs> anyway, so Clem just gave everyone an open invitation. If you feel bored in rowing, um, you know, to come and, and holler at him. And he'll, he'll give you a quick little row wad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a ton of them. Believe me. Tons. All right, so um, we hope that you guys found that helpful. It, it's, uh, you know, hey, it's back to school time of year. It's hot outside. People are doing comp training. Before we go, though, I do want to ask you this because this has kind of come up here and there since we started the rowing competition, uh, which is the athlete finding the balance between not over-fatiguing themselves on the row when they also want to do the wad. Okay. Like what, what are your thoughts? Because I mean, we only have so many hours in the day and yeah. like, you know, we, it's hard. Like you get off doing like a 6,000 meter row and then you got to do back squats, try to PR your back <laughs> squat. You're like, like jelly on your legs. Any thoughts there? Um, you know, it's, it's all up to the athlete. I mean, you just got to plan you it. Just gotta plan it. That's all I can tell you. I mean, if you, if you're planning on doing it, it all depends on what your goal is and it, it always comes down to goals, right? 
If your goal looking at that wad is to put up some heavy weight on the back squat, then you may have to go a little bit lighter on the rowing. Okay. If your goal looking at that wad is, I don't think I'm going to go too heavy on the back squat, then row your, your face off. Mm-hmm. Um, if the goal in the wad is to say, okay, I look at this workout, I want to go sub 10 minutes, and it's a tough workout, then you may want to go less on the row. You know, that's just, it, you just have to balance it out and you have to have goals set. But, I think you also have to start, for those of us who don't actively look at the wad every day, we're going to have to get into the habit of like, maybe we need to figure that out too early. Yeah, look the at the day. workout. Yeah. The workout's up there all day. Right. So even when y'all in the box rowing, you could, I mean, while you're listening to your podcast, you could just pull up the, the wad. It's right there. Uh-huh. Find out what you want to do. That's a good point. All right. Well, we'll move on to our next topic. All right. On to the next. All right. So we are going to end the podcast like we do every week with our quote of the week. And uh, this week, it comes to us from the one and only Henry Ford. You guys don't know who Henry Ford is, um, was the, um, the, the the originator of the Ford Motor Company. You see Fords on the road every day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Henry Ford was the, the founder of that hugely successful American company. Yes. And the quote is, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. It's a good quote. It's a great quote. It's all about teamwork. What do you think about it? Well, it's like the concept of 10 arrows, right? <laughs> yep. One arrow is strong, 10 arrows is invincible. Yeah. Um, we work together as a squad. We can never be dropped. Work together as an individual. You can stand strong by yourself, but eventually the pin's going to fall because you don't have support around you. That's how I take the quote. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that we have this in-house comp where it's, it's team related, this is even, I mean, this is really timely too about, um, you know, just that we, we have to all depend on each other, right? Um, each leg of that team is crucial in its success, in the success of it making the, the, um, the benchmarks of the competition. Um, you know, coming together is the beginning, keeping it together is the progress, uh, but working it together is the success. So that work element is so crucial. And, um, you know, we, we see, you know, our box is a great community. We see how this plays out every single day. Yep. Um, so just keep that in mind. Teamwork uh, it makes the dream work, right? Yeah. No, per- <laughs> no person on this earth has ever been, been in the place that they're at by themselves. Oh, that's There's true. There's always been someone that's been someone or some people that, or a lot of people that's been helping you or you from where you're at right now. So just understand No one's that. done it alone. No one's done it alone. Everyone is, has always needed help. That's cool. Well, we hope that you guys have a wonderful week in the box. And uh, remember that if you are competing, go out there and set your appointments up for your comp consultation at no cost with Coach Clem. Comp consult. Got to get it in. Uh, we have uh, power outputs coming up, and I will talk about that next week. We'll give you guys all the details on that. And then we also have our Trinity duality comp coming up as well. Okay. Well, that's it. Arrows up. Arrows up. Peace out.